All for one and one for all. He has his tail between his legs. Cat got your tongue? Read between the lines of this episode of Where Your Friends. We're not Celine Dioning. I did it, that, like, Hey, come, did you hear that on. there's like there's a there's a movie called uh Eileen, uh, uh, I think, or Eileen. Mm. And it's about it's about like it's a biopic of Celine Dion. <gasps> but it was not it was not greenlit by them. Oh. Were they sued? So they, they changed everything. Oh the fuck? So they're like, fuck it, we're still gonna do it. Made the movie, right? And it's that's why it's not Celine, it's Aline. Oh my god. They just god. took out the fucking C. And the creator, the, the maker of this, the director of this is the star. Oh. And there's a scene in well, it where a she's movie. a little girl. She's like when Celine was young. But they just like deep fake the old the, the lady's face in it. So it looks oh. like an old lady that is like a kid. Oh my god, Ew. like the It is so creepy. Like the love guru. Oh, oh I hate Remember? Yeah, I well, mean so remember? the Oof. weirdest part about this, for some reason, the songs were cleared. Oh hell no. So what? she's singing Celine's songs. It makes no sense. I gotta have, I, I think we're gonna have to look into this. I have questions. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a really bad movie, by the way. The reviews of the trailer, oh like boy. literally, the my life is never the same again, or something like that. Like literally, it's like life changing. So wait, is the movie out yet, or is it just? I, a trailer we just saw the trailer. Released? I don't, oh I don't know God. if it's out yet, but I think it is out. We just don't know where to get it. I need it. it. I need it too. Blew my no. mind. I was like, "Wait, what's happening right now?" I'll have to try to attain it through legal or C- non-legal means. Celine, and I'm Celine sure, is a national treasure, and I'm pretty yeah, sure that was not her voice. Like, I think it was the director's voice or the creator's voice, and it sounded bad. Oh boy, this yeah, <clears throat> this I need this. I need it too. I I totally forgot about it, and now I I'm need just to get like, really I'm high. So and happy watch to that. Yep. I'm so ex- I, I I just it just popped into my head oh when my you God. sang that, and I was like, yes, this has been a thing that me and <sighs> Johan were talking about. It was like, what the hell is happening right now? It was so funny. That's amazing. If I you, just love the reviews. The reviews were talking as if it was like a revelation. Ew. And it was like, no, this movie looks garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it was really that's bad. A, that's really oh funny. My God. <laughs> but oh, uh, man. if you want a revelation. The revelation is you are listening to Where Your Friends podcast. Yes, they are. Uh, I'm your host, Alvaro Cruz, joined as always with his brothers in art. Toby, I have a shit stink soup face, Medeiros. Sup, bitches? And uh, Bad Sketch. Hello. Hello, everybody. Yes, indeed. Bitch slap you into next Sunday. Bring it. (laughs) Bring it. Oh, I will. Bring it, you turd. I'm going to shove one of these Timbits down your throat yeah. and hope that you choke. Round one. Fight! Timbits. <laughs> <laughs> Donut holes? I, I swear. Whoever made that name is a So, idiot. like, this is called Agreed. We're Your Friends, but we are yes. constantly spitting venom at each other. Yes. In every single fucking episode. M- much like Childish. You you realize that, right? Yeah. Like, it's, um... Yeah. People are, like, wondering, like, How, are they really friends? Like, No, yeah. we're not. Spoiler, this is... We're not. That's what true friends do, though. Yeah? That's true. Yeah. Who's, like, a true friend that you don't, like, shit on? My hmm. female friends. You, you don't, don't do that to female friends. You don't think they can take, they take it? it? <laughs> well, no. It's just, it's very different friendship dynamics. You yeah, know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, 
it's just, it's just different, you know? That's true. Yeah, you should on other things yeah. when you're together with your female friends. Yeah, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily treat my female friends the way I treat my male friends. No, no. Because they don't, I think they might, and as a male, they might and not. And Sketch, you know. how exactly do you treat your male friends? Like garbaggio. And we love it. <laughs> like fresh, fresh. <laughs> like fresh, fresh shit that was just garbage. whipped, out, like scooped up out of someone's hand and thrown to the garbage. Yeah. I would be concerned if you treated me the way my female friends treat me. It's an insult. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, that's why yeah. I, don't, I don't treat my dude friends like that. No. No, I'd be kind of weirded out if you asked me to hold your hair while you threw up. Yeah. yeah. I would not. I would like shove your face into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, blah, blah, blah. Good one. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Wait. So, Toby, you wouldn't hold my earrings or my purse if I got into a club fight? It depends on the fight. Okay. Depends on how high your heels are. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Exactly. Um, depending on the situation, I would actually advise throwing me at them. Uh, because in case of an emergency, Cannonball I special can be used, style. Yeah. I can be used as, an, as a projectile, you know? Yeah. We are so, we are like, 10 different kinds of fucks, you know that? Like, we're 50 shades of fucked up. Yeah, like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> My inner goddess. That book is something else. Uh, something else. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever dedicate an episode to 50 shades? I would love it. Yeah, like, because like let me just tell tearing you, it up, right? I can argue that E.L. James should have been a horror writer and Christian Grey is the best villain in a thriller that has ever been written. All right. <laughs> Because he gets his way in the end. I find that really funny because it's, I, I find that fascinating because mm-hmm. it's like a fiction, uh, it's it's a fanfic of a fanfic. Like, you know, yeah. in, in, in yeah. a sense, like, it's like, I think I remember the first time you explained it to me, I was like, Yeah, fanfiction of Wait, Twilight. that's real? Yeah. <laughs> it's basically. But isn't Twilight like something else? Like No, uh, well, Twilight, um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Stephanie Meyer originally had the idea for Twilight because she had a dream of the meadow scene. And she was like, oh. who are these bitches? And then she wrote the book. Oh, That's kind of interesting. Wow, that's so I, cool. I really needed to burp. I was hoping to burp at the end of that. <laughs> it didn't happen. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> Fail. But I mean, um, Fifty Shades is uh, essentially is. beautiful. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, Thank you. It's essentially what would happen if My Immortal was published as a book. I would argue worse. Wow. <laughs> That's what I would argue. Because at least my immortal was like Whoa. so bad it's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas like Fifty Shades is actively not to get too deep, but it's actively a harmful piece of fiction. Haggard being a Satanist um, is the greatest thing yeah, ever. Yeah. No one's hurt Hag- by Hagrid being like, I'm a, I'm a Satanist now. You know, no one's hurt by that. Right? I mean, look, J.K. Rowling has already destroyed Harry Potter. Yeah. We're done yeah, with she this. Has. Yeah. You know, there's nothing my immortal could possibly do that could outdo J.K. Rowling herself. Oh, you know? right, right. I just, sorry. I like totally forgot what my immortal is. Yeah, okay, it's not I the Evanescence song. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's literally the only thing that kept me. I was like, okay. Like, like other Aaron in my head was like, it's not, whatever you're thinking, it's not it. I go. What's based on the song, apparently. And, is it? <laughs> and he yeah. goes, I'm telling you, it is not it. But that's the only thing we know, Aaron. <laughs> like, yes, but there's something else that they're talking about. Yeah, we don't no, know. It is the so most famous wait. Harry Potter fan fiction. I, 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 I have wanna, multiple voices in my head that constantly argue. I want to like, know. I'd get that I checked out if I were you. I want to know uh, what happens with like them. Uh, Raven and Vampire. I don't need to know. I'm good. <laughs> I'll write my own fan fiction. Get it published. <laughs> Uh, my immortal erotica fan fiction. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I guess we'll just, we're already in 
in the swamp. We're already in it. We're, in we're trudging that. through the swamp. We're chilling with Shrek. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, just, anyway. Speaking of writing, <laughs> yeah. you know the, the Morbius movie, right? Yeah. Uh, so the writers, man. the two writers of that oh boy. wrote, um, oh God, I forgot now. They've written like five or four other They did movies. Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. Yeah. yeah, sorry. The Gods of Egypt. Basically, yeah. all the movies Toby, that they have Toby, done. you have feelings about that one, don't you? No, no, no. But like all the, fe- mm-hmm. all the movies that they've done, literally all of them have bombed. Yeah. Like hard. And for some reason, understand. And for some reason, they get hired to do a Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, how the fuck did that happen? So what I don't understand about um, Gods of Egypt, right? And this is, this is a huge thing for me. Yeah. Is conceptually... I actually, there were elements of the writing that I enjoyed because it is your stereotypical fantasy journey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a fetch quest. Yeah. That's what it is, which is just so, it's just such a, f- a huge fantasy trope. Like it's such yeah. a huge part of fantasy, except it's put into an Egyptian setting. Yeah. But then they cast so many fucking white people. I am your one true God. God damn it. Yep. And like it's such a shame because like it was structured in the way that like an epic fantasy would be structured. Yeah. And even like all the way down to the main character having that sort of like, you know, male protagonist sort of like, yeah, let's do it. You know, <laughs> like that would have been great if you properly cast it and if you mm-hmm. understood what it was and they didn't. They were yeah. like, we're making an epic. It's like, no, you're making a, a fantasy. Yeah. Like that's what you're making. But also, I mean, the question is, what the fuck? What, what were they trying to do with Morbius? That's my question there. No like, one knows. What, or are they trying? <clears throat> I think. I think. Like, I think that's interesting about this stuff is like the when you're trying to make something, the approach. You know, like there's a lot of like moving parts in a movie that you have to like consider. At, like, the, you have to like prepare or do. So you're relying on like, like references, like people that you trust, and mm-hmm. then they go. Oh, we should get these people because they're like this, they're like that. Or like they should get this, da 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 da. It's gonna be the best movie ever. And then so the more people you have as a general, the more people you have to run a project, the lesser control technically you kind of have, mm-hmm. right? Because it's hard to see every single person doing every little bit, right? And I feel like yeah. it's it it opens up for like, you know, overlooking like certain people's qualifications as to whether or not they could be a good <laughs> writer. Qualifications. Yeah. In quotation marks. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you can write, found, foundationally, you could write a good script. Like, yeah, definitely. Uh, like, like a readable story. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that it's good and entertaining enough, that it can entertain millions and millions of people. Yeah. yeah. That you could make a blockbuster movie. Definitely. But then again, we had to assume that like the people who are green lighting these projects aren't really like, oh, is this properly written? <laughs> Maybe they don't care. Make us money. Well, it would yeah. even lose track because, you know, when they make these movies, they go through like so many writers mm-hmm. and it goes to like, sometimes you'll, you, you know, if it's, if it's, um, if it's getting too messed up, you'd get a script doctor, right? To kind of like fix the script because it doesn't read fully like well enough. Mm-hmm. It can go through 15 different drafts. Yeah. Like it's, crazy long how a movie goes what what it goes through before it could even be something that they can make and even when they're making it they'll still change shit right last minute (laughs) yeah like it's so kind of crazy the process of it that is not to say that like that doesn't like excuse morbius (laughs) no but i could see why they could fuck up in bringing on certain 
writers onto something. Well, I mean, also, yeah. then you have stuff like um, X-Men 3. You know, where that, that, that is like that is like studio had like too many cooks mm, in the yeah. kitchen saying we need to have all of these things in this movie. Well, not to mention it was like a Never project do. that was started by one director, mm-hmm. continued by another. Yeah. Then given off to, I think, the last director of the film and even mm-hmm. something like Suicide Squad as well. <coughs> like, yeah. yeah, my God, that is a mess. Well, I think um, a lot of the times the best way to approach any, like writing any big project or like whether it be television, whether it be comics, whether it be books, is like, yo, don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. Keep, like uh, oftentimes like this, this best way to do it is the simplest way. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. um, Netflix and the CW tried to come out with a live action Winx Club. And yeah. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know. I did not know this. The, yeah. Mm. The Winx Club is a very old show <laughs> from when I was a young one. And it's basically um, fairies, fairy school, they doing had, fairy they, fairy school things. They had the toys that could fly. They did, yeah. Those were I fairies. am your one-two fairy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, <no>. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, each one had their own powers and yada, yada, yada. It was like Sailor Moon meets fairies meets Hogwarts. Like, it was nice. that kind of bullshit. Heard of hip-hop? Well, this is hip-hop. And uh, so CW got a hang of it. And they were like, hey, what happens if we make it all dark? I can't keep ignoring my life back home and lying to my parents. They deserve to know what I am and what happened to the real daughter, the truth. (laughs) And um, (laughs) get rid of everyone's favorite character and replace it with a white girl. And uh, yeah, they got rid of the uh, Latina and replaced it with a white girl. Um, And yeah, and just basically they they overthought everything. They tried to overcomplicate it. Right. Don't overcomplicate things. Like, yes, granted, the original was very like, you know, oh, it's Sailor Moon meets fairies meets Hogwarts. Like, super simple, easy concept. Everyone's seen Harry Potter. Everyone knows what Sailor Moon is. We get it. We've seen fairies before. Good. We're good to go. You know, you don't need to be introducing like, oh, but what if, you know, mm-hmm. there's a murder and then oh. like, shut up. Give me fairies blasting fire out of their hands. I feel like <laughs> certain certain drama writers, mm-hmm. they cling on to the complications of each other's backstories. And like, like I, I was working with another person that wanted to write this script. You both know him. Mm-hmm. I, I can't I'm not going to say. Okay. But like every time I'm asked, like. Okay, so let's make the story. Okay, cool. And then go, okay, so what do you want what part of this world do you want to talk about? And then they'll start going into like, well, see like the lineage is it and in this bloodline with this and then they also doesn't like they just like ADHD just like on story in terms yeah. of like who's what and I go, yeah, but like what are we actually going to tell page per page that you mm-hmm. want people to know? Mm-hmm. We What's only have like for you're, me everything is systematic. I need to ass- know how many can you do in in 24 pages in a comic or 24 minutes in a, in a show. Mm-hmm. So I think the difference there is that you're asking for story, not world building. The yeah, person there right. is giving you world building elements, which... Calm um, down, Tolkien. Yeah, which are, are nice, well, but like not entirely necessary. And, and in some ways, like it, it's kind of like, it's like soap opera writing, yeah. right? It's like, 
it's like there's a lot of like moving parts in terms of people's feelings and backstory mm-hmm. and their motivations. And some people can get caught up in that. Like they would love to watch that, right? Like they're, they're interested in each other's like motivations and like why would they do that? And then silly betrayals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, yeah, like it's, mm. I can see how that could be like entertaining to some people and stuff. But like when you're telling like, there's just certain time slots that that's only ready. Like, there's a reason why soap opera is not prime time. You know what I mean? Yep. So like, oh, I know. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> so like, it's it's just it's only like, it only makes sense to be like, oh, but like, what's what do you want like the rest of the world to cling on to when they're watching this? Yeah. Because like, you you got to let them have their own time to look into all this other backstory that you want. But what's actually happening that needs to be interesting first. Yeah. The main plot, like what is mm-hmm. going through everyone. Anyone can w- do world building, but like you need, you need that mainstream to come through, right? Mm-hmm. Like my, edu- like, you know, learning about writing, it's uh, in terms of for TV, is very cool because you get to play in so many different, uh, like so many different aspects of storytelling, like mm-hmm. the whole story from beginning to end. You know what? How does that? Uh, how does that conclude? And then you have the seasonal story arc that happens. How does that conclude in that season? Mm-hmm. And then episodic. There's so much. And, it, and some people would be like, oh, that seems like, seems like a lot. And like, no, that's giving you a lot of room yeah. to make something cool. Because if, if that's homework for you, then well, stop doing this. <laughs> it, it's funny because like, I think that that emulates almost perfectly. Because um, like what I'm writing right now, I want it to be a series. Mm. Right? right. And like when you're writing novels. And so I very much have to plan the same way that you would plan a series where yeah. I have to plan the character development mm. per chapter and then per novel there and then go. over across the entire series of books. Um, and yeah, like it's, it very much applies, I yeah. think, which is why I think a lot of authors use the save the cat script writing method. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then there's like save the cat writes a novel, but basically the exact same <laughs> well, thing. But I, I think the, the hero's journey structure... As well as yeah, uh, Joseph Campbell. Yeah, it, yeah, it's something important to like. Essentially, when you're 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 wanting to write something, mm-hmm. the why has to be crucial. Yeah, definitely. Why is the character doing what they're doing, and how are they gonna grow? Mm-hmm. Where are they going? You know. And that's kind of uh, that's I think is what what's so great about like using specific types of tropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That get you to. It's like a structure that is, everyone knows, mm-hmm. everyone understands. So when you when you put it in there, it's like a. I think of it like a module that you go, okay, this would be like a great framework. Yeah. To start from, when you do this, like I, one of my favorites is like, the the, <laughs> the man, the old man that you know like has been through a lot of stuff, and suddenly they have to take care of like, you know, like a younger person, and then yeah. starts to like feel like, oh, I can actually like parent this. Yeah this this younger person and actually like take care of them and stuff like that and whether yeah. it's the different ages because i feel like like rocky uh creed was kind of like yeah. that like he took on you know creed and like, reluctantly and then suddenly like is now like yeah. you know mm-hmm. taking care of him and stuff i mean up was like that yeah. up was like that yeah. logan uh, wolverine. is to me yeah wolverine, <laughs> yeah. wolverine in his relationship with like any young any. woman <laughs> and and then deadpool too <laughs> as well that oh, yeah. with the kid. Yeah, oh yeah, true. yeah. With Fire Fist. Yeah. yeah. Fire Fist. It's a terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible name. Um, the uh, in in search of uh, 
with the wilding wilder people as oh well. yeah yeah that one mm-hmm. had that kind of yeah. yeah but yeah no it is a very I, I, like hard-hitting trope i did yeah. want to say though especially with writing tropes um i think there's like some people who get caught up in this idea of uh trying to be original yeah and original like anymore. right that's the thing mm-hmm. like i get it of course you want to be unique of you're course not you, gonna make the 37th you know, yeah like, new but, concept but that's idea. the thing right yeah. that i think there is space for your own originality your own thoughts and your own creativity within the ma- the the frame of these tropes mm-hmm. and stories yeah you know and that's not a problem no, no you know it's not, not it's not really a problem in the course of like all of our storytelling like life in our civilization there's only been up to like 36 like concepts of like telling a story yeah. you're not going to be the one that's going to do 37 mm-hmm. i yeah. sounds so dickish to say no but, but it but it's, it's that way for a reason and it's not yeah. necessarily the um it's not the tropes it's how you use it yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. More, more so than anything is it just to get over that as fast as possible so you can start yeah. writing yeah that's you know yeah. well do you have a favorite trope my my favorite trope in writing geez um you know i mean i, I love the, the the hero journey Mm-hmm. For sure, it, it works. I mean, one of my favorite books is the uh, poem uh, by Dante Alighieri. Mm-hmm. Dante's Inferno. Yeah, you know, there's a hero's journey mm-hmm. into a world with a guide, and he comes out with knowledge. Yeah, you can go by the levels. You know? Like it yeah. almost, yeah, precisely. You can almost like match the levels to yeah. the stages of the hero's uh, journey. Yeah. And, and right. I do yeah. love that structure. What yeah. and you know, I've seen that structure before uh, yeah. as well, and I'm using that structure as well within my storytelling because I like the idea of like this this journey into these different realms and each realm represents something of the character and maybe of the society in general. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and it's cool. It's a cool way of doing it. I don't know. Like, and the idea that he's on this quest for something, but at the end of his quest, he leaves with something greater, with, with a knowledge, with a, with a sense of being. Yeah. You know, even more than what he thought he was initially going there for. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I love that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Finding Forrester, that was another old man taking care of a younger person. Yeah. That was <laughs> my favorite movie. <laughs> You're like, I, ha- I have to talk about Punch that. the keys, for Christ's sake. I, <laughs> I, I was like, wait, I was like, oh, my God, I remember. Oh, but he's talking. I should stop. I no, 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 it's okay. I should, I should. We, we can throw in a You're, you're the Man Now dog, right? You're the man now, dog. I'll consider it. I'll just, I'll do it. I'll depend on the mood I'm in. Yes, yes. <laughs> Punch the keys for God's sakes. Yeah, I don't need Bolt sound bites. The door I'm good. If you're coming in, <laughs> that's what he says when. Yeah, anyway, I love that man. I <laughs> love that. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I think in those senses, like when you're when you're reading, pay attention to uh, this, and even in, like say watching uh, watching a TV or uh, a movie. Try to figure out what you like about the things you like. Well, yeah. right. Uh, you know, to your point about like the say like the hero's journey. If we use mm-hmm. that, look at like, look at like, Star Wars, mm-hmm. and then look at Dante's Inferno, and then look at Harry Potter. Literally, the same structure, but yet you love those stories. Hero's journey. It's, yeah. it's just the same stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's this. It, it's interesting because like. In the same way, like that, you know, the hero's journey is so so universal. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one thing I read in Save the Cat that like has always stuck with me, and it's that your B storyline is often your romantic storyline, <clears throat> but it doesn't have to be 
like romantic romantic right yes right so like for example like in what i'm writing my b storyline is a in quotation marks romantic storyline it's a relationship mm. between this girl and this this older man but it has nothing to do with romance whatsoever it's just this sort of camaraderie and this like mutual journey for to like satisfy their own curiosities you know and and yeah, like if you look at any form of media, there is always a B storyline that yeah. has to do with the relationships between these characters and like what it means. And I, I really dig that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, oh, 100%. And yeah. it, it, sometimes you pay more attention to what the B storyline is, and that's kind of like a make or break. I, oh, yeah. Actually, I'm like, okay. one thing I've always noticed for me um, when I was watching like Shonen Battle anime, mm-hmm. I was always like, uh, say with Bleach, I was like, why did you go? You're gonna hook up with Orihime, right? You're gonna they're gonna kiss? No? Oh, they're having a sword fight. Okay, but they're gonna hold hands, have a relationship, have kids, maybe? No? No, that never happens? Okay, cool. Because you're Kia's best girl. Yeah. Excuse you. You take that slander <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Round two. Fight. Get I the love. Fuck out. I love the the Three trope all day. I, I love the trope in like anime or manga or shonen, basically. But like, like Jujutsu Kaisen is basically it's basically Naruto. Yeah. Like down to the hair, <laughs> and you're like, come on now. Yeah. Well, it's. I actually <laughs> went to go see a panel at Anime North of oh, yeah? this woman who is a, she's an anime scholar. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. She I'm actually like she went to university for I think like university. Uh, sorry, not university. She went to university for like um, media studies kind okay. of thing and like anal- like analysis and yeah. all that bullshit. And then she was like, "Well, what do I want to specialize in?" I know, anime and manga. Anime. Yeah. And she's this like older and, woman too. And hentai too. Yeah, hentai's in there. I don't know if she specializes in hentai. <laughs> I would. Um, but she was saying that like in Japan they actually structure it. So that anime like that are released every few years, ah. so that there's always a Naruto that's ah. on the market to make like merchandise off of that like, they know will hit international yeah. markets. That's like Dragon Ball. Yeah, like Dragon Ball started that shit off, and then everyone mm-hmm. wanted to kind of do. That's exactly yeah. it. But I can yeah. actually see that in in like in a shonen um, in a shonen jump format yeah. in the comics. That's where they, they launch them. Editors really push for the one because they. They, these artists just like dump like one shots like there's mm-hmm. a whole there's a whole season where they just require people to just like it's like a tournament it's like mm-hmm. it's like submissions of just oh, one shots you know what the, t- the tournament arc is also something another trope you see in yeah. a lot of these things yeah. oh yeah it's a big part in it yeah, yeah. The, the, the two characters Jujutsu Kaisen has a fucking tournament yeah. going on there you go and I was like that's, that's <laughs> straight yeah. up and the tune in exam what my, the uh, fuck my Hero Academia <laughs> Yeah. yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, like My Hero Academia has like literally like the the Naruto like school like format. Also like, before that, yeah. uh, Saint Seiya. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was very much yes. situation. Flame of Rekka, I think, kind of did the same yeah. thing too. Tournament. Yeah. yeah. Get into situations where characters are fighting one on one. Yeah. Yes. But like, but there's no stakes. There's no real stakes because mm, it's no. a tournament. No, it's all about pride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's no real stakes. So you can watch them like put their battle like their powers up against each other. Mm-hmm. But don't worry. Yeah. They're still cool. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why. The when, as I've gotten older, I've had a thing for like watching um, romantic anime, like slice of, of slice of life anime. You little bitch, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
You know what? But what up, it, what it, up to all the people that read Love Hina and Chobits? And yeah. <laughs> Lovely Complex is a superior Roots one. Basket. Anyway. Wow. wow. I have a lot of strong opinions. Wow. <laughs> Jeez, Toby. Also, Oran. Not that that has any weight as to how my life has played out. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's... Uh, I don't know. There's something just generally sweet about seeing little life interactions, I think. Rom-coms. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since I've actually watched a really good shoujo, in a sense. Almost-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm. I've, yeah, it's been a while since I've actually... I mean, back then, I watched so many, like... Which is now... Back then, there was no genre for this. This is just, like, yeah. what they... Like, the harem... Like, oh God, whatever. Not the harem. Yeah, harem. Anime. Like, that was Love Hina. Like, yeah. that was like a whole house of just girls, and then there just happened to be like one guy. And I was like, this is the weirdest anime oh, ever. But then, Where's the but next then, episode? Nijima, then Nijima was like, hold my beer. And <laughs> yeah. it got really weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Basically, this is a little boy in a dorm with all these girls who want to. And, wanna, and wanna in some ways, him. like. But in some ways, it's like, really I fucked. see I see why. Like Hayao Miyazaki hates this, yeah, because it really does look like does most of these people that are making this now, mm-hmm. they grew up the, with the stuff that they you know like they've seen Love Hina, they, they were fans of you know what I mean like of Dragon Ball and One Piece and stuff, and now yeah. they want to make their own, so now there's Fairy Tale and like all this other stuff, and it's like you know Hayao Miyazaki was like yeah no it's run by otaku's yeah. And you're like, yeah, that, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. That's what they grew up with. Yeah, that's what they grew up with. So th- they're, they're going to be well-versed in this story, this, this type of storytelling. Yeah, you know? definitely. I kind of view it as um, I am a huge fan of paperback schlock. Right, um, like the kind of the kind of books that you know yeah. you're in line and your aunt picks out at the drugstore, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, "Oh, this is a murder mystery." It seems rather. I love that, those. I that's, fucking love those. That's what that's what currently what anime is like to me. Yeah, now. that's what it feels Oy. like. Anyway. That's exactly it's that same equivalent. That bad. I don't. I, I don't want to say that it's like horrible. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to hate it because you. I am the person that loves to sift through, like a really. You know, mm-hmm. a good one. That's why I'm like, yeah. Cowboy oh. Bebop is still my favorite of all time. But there is some anime that's embarrassing to watch. Yeah. Yes. Like you feel embarrassed. Yes. Yeah. But then there's ones, because I have this, like, thing, I'm missing a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we used to watch, like, all those, like, Sakuga, like, animation um, videos, compilations. It was, like, the best animations, like, best scenes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's some animes in there going, I don't know what that is. And Johan's like, oh, this, this one. It has, like, this, this, and that. And I'm like, I mean, Pretty pretty I, much I, anything from Trigger Studio is like amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know. And it's like it's kinda hard to like kinda go, Oh, I wanna watch that scene, but I it's like five, seven episodes before I can get to that one. Or like <sighs> it, that's second season. And I go, You want me to how watch how many episodes? Twenty six episodes. Oh yeah, by the way, that's also like new to me. Like mm. I can't believe I can't sit through twenty six episodes anymore. Really? Like back then shows were like that fucking long. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? That's crazy. Most of... I'm not okay with like 10 episodes at most. Most seasons now for anime are like 12 episodes still, right? Yeah, they've kind of gotten short. I don't even know about anime, but like... But in like TV shows, it's like six to eight episodes and like you're done. Yeah. Like Reacher was, I think, like not even even 10 episodes, I think. Yeah. It was so fast. Because I feel like anything beyond that, um, it starts getting into like the filler category. 
Like yes. that's kind of why I fell off with Supernatural because it just kind of got to the point oh where my God. Mm. the rest of the show filler. was a filler. The rest yeah. of the show after five seasons was like oh a filler. Man. Like you had to get so, you had to wait so long in between plot points. Yes. You're like, oh, okay, so this person died. When the fuck is that going to be brought up again? Right. We're just going to forget and not mourn them in the yeah. next episode? Cool. <laughs> awesome. And then like three episodes from now, we're going to bring it up again? Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like condense it like it, it refine your writing like you don't yeah. need to be stretching things out if you don't have to what do you think is a, a story whether it's a show or a movie that is like to me to you is like almost like a almost perfect like practically perfect oh wow hmm. I'll start okay please do yeah. uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road Oh, to me, it's yeah. fucking perfect. I, th- I will watch the whole thing from beginning to end, and I won't skip a thing. Because it's just, it's so linear, but it's like multifaceted in terms of each characters, but it's so linear. They go, they come back. Like, it's just perfect. Um, mine would have to be the Percy Jackson series. Really? Yeah, the books. Whoa. Incredibly well-structured. Yeah. Incredibly well-researched. And the fact that Rick Riordan, the man who wrote it, when fans asked him to write about other cultures, instead of doing it himself, he started his own publishing company and hired on people of color (gasps) to write those stories instead. That is how you do that. Yeah, and he's even expanded on that by um, two of my favorite characters. Well, my favorite character is the son of Hades, of course, because I'm me. Of course, you um, devil you. I know. <laughs> and the character he starts dating is the son of Apollo. And so rather than Rick Riordan writing their offshoot story himself, he hired a queer writer to write it. Oh, whoa. Yes. And so not only is he well-researched, not only is he funny, and yeah. like the characters have this amazing progress, but he also understands that he has a platform to give other writers a voice, and I really respect that. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's just Perfect writer. Yeah. Mm. Uh, The most perfect writing I've experienced in my life, probably I'd have to say, honestly, Frank Miller's uh, Daredevil Born Again. Mm. Uh, Because it is so good that I forget that it's a Marvel property. Like, that's how good it is. Like, this is something that you can pull out outside of the whole Daredevil, like, uh, history. Mm -hmm. The whole, like, uh, of all comics that Marvel's published, you pull out that book, that one is by far the best one because from the beginning of that story to the end, you understand the journey that this character is going through. You don't need to know that he was hit with a truck and he has like the chemical things in his eyes. You don't need to know his history with Elektra, Bullseye, or anyone. You need to know that he's a hero. He had a love interest who's now in a dark place and she sells him out. That mistake there, that sin, then, you know, brings Matt down to the, the bottom that mm-hmm. he's ever been. You know, he gets his house blown up, his identity's out, he's homeless, he's jobless, he's nothing. He's broken, beaten as well. He, like, he got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And he is, uh, he is at rock bottom. So where does a man go when he is falling so low? He's porn. He can only rise, right? Sure. And one would, yeah, porn. Yeah. Um, and the fact that like he's able to come out of this, mm-hmm. you know, and even even like the 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 challenge of faith in our society right now, like where where does uh where do we align with our own faith in a higher power in good mm. when the world can be so cruel? 
what kind of people can we be and what comes out of that and fuck man like when we when we finally produce like a show and we have to do a press run talking about it we're gonna send alvaro out yeah definitely (laughs) i'm just saying it it is if you're gonna if you're gonna bury me with a graphic (laughs) novel in my hand Mm -hmm. it's gonna be daredevil born again it it is like by far the the perfect book yeah it, it, it's funny because like it makes sense like hearing our favorites like what we yeah. consider perfect yeah <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah like 100%. It, it makes so much sense knowing the kind of writers we are and the kind of <laughs> stories we write yeah. you know like yeah. I love large ensemble casts yeah. with found family like that yeah. is I love those stories that's what I'm writing I'm writing an ensemble cast with found family yeah you know, and like Mad Max Fury Road makes so much sense. Yeah, that's literally what I'm know? doing. That's yeah. literally what I'm like right. it's, it's just like everything from the world building to the way the characters are written makes so much sense <laughs> as to why that would speak to you. Yeah. And then like Alvaro with this sort of like, you know, dark, like down on your luck, rising up sort of story. Mm. Like, Over you know, coming, yeah. yeah, looking at what you're writing, like Brugatory, like I, it makes complete sense for you. Cool. Yeah. Kinda yeah, that's funny. I never actually thought about it until we were discussing this. Like, yeah, yeah that's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I frame a lot of, I frame a lot of like the relationship one with like Logan, the movie with like mm-hmm. Laura and and Logan, and like like the characters that I'm trying to write are kind of have the same kind of relationship in a sense, but I'm not trying to, you know, replicate it. Basically, like yeah. I'm trying to have more deeper connection or like a deeper backstory for them too because the one thing that uh, that's a luxury for me is that I don't ha- I, I don't have the backstory like no one knows the backstory of my characters but when yeah. you watch Logan you already have an idea of Logan by himself and so I get to create all this new stuff you know so but yeah he's also my favorite I mean, character I which is I don't Makes sense. I hate that it's he's my favorite character because every he's like such a big character. Everybody likes his character, and I'm like, ugh. Well, it's because they don't understand him. I'm sure if they actually knew him, they'd be like, hey. yeah, yeah, exactly. A little moody. <laughs> but like, I also feel that like if you're gonna send your character through hell, um, they can learn. Mm-hmm. It's, you don't send a character through hell just to get them pity points. Yeah, no, no. You know what that, I mean? Never do that. No, I, or, I agree. or sympathy. You want them to come out stronger than mm-hmm. they started. You, you want know, them to come out better. You know, uh, with more yeah. knowledge. What's you know? a trope that you guys would want that you've never tried before that you, but you've always found kind of interesting to use? I just thought about that because, like, huh. you know, there's there's so many different little things that you could add to your story, mm. right? Yeah. But like, I've never. It's never kind of like th- there's certain things that just won't really work. Like I think I was talking to you earlier about this. I, you know, with this new technique that I'm doing with my drawing and stuff, it kind of like um, it kind of like serves kind of a new purpose into storytelling for me that I'd want to explore, like romance stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've never really like fully explored that on my end. And now I'm kind of like, oh, what are like new tropes that I can use for that that I normally can't really use, or I'd cringe if I added it on a adventure story Mm. you know like that i usually do so i mean that's a good one though because like if i think about it like the couples that i'm currently writing have been together for like 14 years already Uh, so there's none of that like tension will they won't they just a part of the character's life like he just happens to have you know romantic partners and that's just a part of it yeah but it's not the main focus I've never actually tried writing something that is solely romantic. Mm-hmm. Every relationship I write that is like the focus of a storyline has always been like platonic. 
Right. So, yeah, I think that would be something I would really love to explore, you know? Because a part of me has always, like, I mean, I'll be honest, like, when I was younger, I watched a lot of, like, like rom-coms. Yeah. It's, like, a big, like, it was a big part of my childhood. Well, <laughs> like, I watched a lot of those. Which are, which are some of your, like, personal faves? Um... Remember that movie uh, with Freddie Prinze Jr. Boys and Girls? No. Sounds yeah. familiar. So like he he grows up like meeting this girl constantly in his life, mm. and like and and then later on they get to like I think it's she's like a part of like she's a part of like the cool guys and he's kind of nerdy. Mm. So then and he becomes like a he, he's going to school for like engineering or uh, structural engineering or something like that, and then she's kind of just like a you know she's enter like linguistics or something like that or like language or something like that so then they meet finally uh like they, they they've known each other in high school and then like elementary or whatever mm-hmm. but they've never like interacted as friends because they were like in such different friend groups you know she's too cool he's nerdy mm-hmm. but then he ends up at like uh he ends up in college at university and she's there too and they finally actually like i think through some another accident they started talking and they end up becoming friends mm-hmm. and it was like their friends but then she, she's like, like dating around a lot, and he's just like trying to find a girl, and it's like this like will they won't they in a movie, oh. you know, and it's like he gets to conf- like he he's the one who becomes like the he he's the one who complains, and like she's the one who realizes because it's usually the guy who like realizes it and runs through like an airport mm. and like finds yeah. whatever, but like in this kind of scenario it was a little bit different. You know, and she's the one kind of like realizing like I, you know, whatever. And I thought that like that's so different and mm-hmm. like interesting. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but I think that and I hate 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. Because it's it's great. It's a great movie. But I, I that can't be my favorite. Like because it's a lot of people's favorites. <laughs> yeah. But I think there was another one, Serendipity. Serendipity. That's way that's way too overly romantic because it's about destiny huh. and like. Like, uh, the two people met each other in, like, uh, Bloomingdale's. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're trying to buy the same gloves. And, like, and she's like, oh, okay, you take it. No, you take it. And then anyway, they, as uh, the other, the girl takes it. Kate Beckinsale takes it. And it's, uh, I forgot the guy's name. Um, they go to Serendipity, which is, like, a, like a, like an ice cream kind of store, dessert store or a restaurant or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they start talking about fate and like how you know, one doesn't believe the other one believes it or whatever. And then, so they made like a, and what do you call it? Like, I think uh, one of them, they start toying with the idea of fate, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then so they were like, okay, if I put like my name down, I, I'll, I'll put my name down uh, on a, sorry, I'm trying to remember what how it worked. <laughs> but she's like, give me, uh, here's like a $5 bill. Mm-hmm. And then she, he goes, I'll write your name and number down on this $5 bill. Mm. And then she goes and buys like uh, like a like a gum with it. Yeah. So now it's in New York City. So it's going to be in New York City somewhere. And she's like, if you can find it, I'll find this number and then I'll call you. And that means it's like fate. Like I'm meant to see you again. Right? And she's like, well, that's not fair. What about me? Like this has to be, an, you know, it has to be your name somewhere out there in the universe too so that I can find you, right? Yeah. So then she goes and buys a book uh, uh, Love in Times of Cholera or something like that and then she writes her name on the book mm-hmm. and then uh, what does it go like she's going to sell it in like a used bookstore or he's right. selling a used uh. bookstore so then if they find each other then 
but like how that happens was like kind of like interesting mm -hmm. through the story so like it, it's like this whole like fate and whatever but then later on when they go through life and everything they just like moved on you know mm -hmm. they're both getting married on their own you know oh. partners or whatever and they all both started having cold feet and then nate uh you know like fate is just like tempting them like remember this remember this remember this and they're just like oh i keep thinking about that person and so he's like going to every bookshop looking for every fucking book <laughs> out there and it turns out like the 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 wedding gift that he gets from his wife her, uh, to be wife she she gets and he's like i kept looking around you don't even have a copy and you keep looking for this book and he like opens it and her number's there mm, that's a good destiny and it was like damn bitch I, she's like i have to cancel like i have to cancel this wedding oh I don't know. It's like it's like unique. It's not one of those like I've met. Like it's they're mm. they're toying with the idea of like fate. I like mm -hmm. the story of it, of yeah. the running around because you've already met this person. You want this person, but it's like, you know, it's the it's the journey to try to find each other was, mm -hmm. was like the whole thing. Damn, you know, so, so romantic. Yeah, it's it's like way too. I think about I watch that movie now and go, this is like so stupid. <laughs> but like when I was growing up, I was like, wow, wow, it's destiny. That's so crazy. Wow. I mean, I don't even care about destiny, but that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Alvaro? What what trope do you want to write that you've never? Honestly, I would like to take a swing at the blue Valentine approach of a love story. What's a blue Valentine? Oh, what? Huh? Or Revolutionary Road. What's revolutionary road? So basically, I would start the movie at the end of their relationship. Oh. And the movie would end at the beginning. Interesting. Yeah. Something where the oh. deconstruction of how people fall apart. Yeah. How we fall out of love, out of touch with each other. Um, I don't know. I just, I like those movies. I mean, mm. they're, they're, they're sad. Yeah. They're powerful, but. Sad horny on brand. You know, um. <laughs> Thank you, Toby. You're welcome. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like there's something to be said there about mm -hmm. trying to understand what we love about each other. Yeah. What do we understand about love? What is the connection? What is love? And how did we lose it? Yeah. How did we become, how did we start as strangers who became friends, who became, you know, something even deeper? Mm -hmm. And then how did we convert back into being strangers? Yeah. That whole like cycled air. I mean, I think there's definitely something to be said, you know, mm -hmm. and it could happen for many reasons to be said, you know? <laughs> so I just think that taking that kind of approach and look, look, honestly looking at that and seeing that deconstruction, mm -hmm. but also maybe seeing like where, how can we go back? Yeah. How can we go back to when we were in love, you yeah. know, mm. that, that kind of, more innocent time when stupid things made us happier you know mm -hmm. do, do we fall out of love because we got old because you know life changed mm -hmm. you know what, what what happened what happened to us mm -hmm. where did it all go wrong that yeah i don't know <laughs> Well, Bitch, I don't know. For, for, I don't know. Bitch, I don't know. For us, it was communication sketch. What about us? Uh, it, no, it's an abusive relationship. Know. I keep coming back. Okay. Well, yeah. then just call me Christian Grey. Yeah. Um, so on that note, though, uh, before we wrap up, yes. 
What least favorite you? trope. But the least, least favorite what? trope. What would you want to take a swig at? Well, yeah, romance. But I, romance. I specifically enjoy the enemies to friends to lovers trope. Uh, yeah, I oh, find those fun. Because oh. then you have to figure out how to make them get along. Right. What, right. What's the term? By fucking. Exactly. What's, what's the term <laughs> of the mean anime girl again? Sundere? Sundere. Yeah. 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 Take my gift. I don't like you anyway. Well, you know? uh, enemies to friends to lovers is different. Yeah. Um, because it's both parties actively do not like. It's not like, oh, I like you, but. Uh. Well, like they it's end like they up. actually don't like each other. And yeah. then Interesting. they connect throughout. Yeah. And then become it lovers. It builds from a negative to a zero to a positive. Yeah. More than it is like, like that, that, because that enemy one is like, they deeply did actually like each other. They just yeah. didn't express it properly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what were we saying? Uh, least favorite trope. Least favorite trope. Yeah. The one that you would burn if you could. Oh. High sc- anything high school mm. stuff. Every time we try to find like an anime, th- yeah. there's always like a high school thing involved, and I'm so over it. I'm so fucking hate it and yeah. i just and there's so many of them because we're I'm not like, in high school anymore yeah 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 we i think that's connect. that's definitely why I, I don't get it you know and yeah. i've like never wanted anything about that too yeah because i've like never never liked being in school in high school and stuff so uh, like I hate let, me, it. let me just put it out there uh high school fucking sucked a dick yeah yeah it, it, it was it was garbage i learned more in life after high school I didn't learn jack shit in high school. The only thing I learned was that marijuana is yum yum. Smoke weed every day. And that, you know, I don't know. Chef's kiss. <laughs> like 7-Eleven had free Slurpee days. I remember that. That was a useful life skills. Yeah, I guess. But like <laughs> uh, the, the, the best thing was having my friends skipping class and getting into trouble. Sounds high school like is that. garbage. Yeah. It is just trash. I don't care for it. I had no high school pride. Like, holy shit, these kids are so proud of their high schools. Like, wow, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, I've watched two seasons. No, wait, wait, wait. Four seasons, technically, two different series of these idol girls. And they're fighting for limb for their high school. I don't get that. That is wild, right? I don't understand it. The they dedication be, they, they of you watching idols. that much. Yeah. Well, something you know, that you hated. It, it's called Idol Hell, and it's enjoyable because it's really pretty in there. And the songs are catchy, too. So what's a trope that you don't like? A uh, trope that I don't like. Uh, Isekai. Yeah, Isekai is the, it's garbage. Um, the whole, you know, other world. And, you know, he happens to be the savior of that world. Oh, yeah, you know? that's true. Like, like the, the savior part. Savior. I, I yeah. Hate yeah. That. I hate yeah. the savior trope. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's it's so It's so played out. It's, so it's really played out. Yeah. yeah. Like the second they go... You are the one. You're the one. He's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. It turns out you have all the powers in the world. That was demonic. No, that was Vince McMahon. Yeah, that was demonic. It's Vince McMahon. Keep telling yourself that. With draws, as draws is throwing up. That was Vince McMahon, aka Satan. The Satan. Yeah. Yes. The Satan. Actually, some wrestling. We can. We have to have an episode on wrestling writing because. So anyway, some of it. I will not be, be a part of that episode. Toby, you can be an episode. I don't yes. want to be a part of that episode. Toby, you, you, he said. You, I am you not consenting. To Toby, no, you're, you're going to be an episode. You are the you episode. Are. I will you be an episode, an but I will episode. not be that episode. Not about wrestling. You, you are the episode. I'm just Explains. saying. 
good. Let's do Wrestling it. writing is a thing. There's a which I know nothing it. about, so I would contribute nothing. So I will not be there. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. The final you. deletion. Replace him the with, final deletion did not just happen. That doesn't count. There's you'll, a story there. Okay. I'm just they'll, saying. They'll just be like Dave or something like that. We'll just invite Dave. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Just yeah. replace me with Dave, and yeah. you'll have a great podcast. Dave. There you go. Yeah. I won't just be sitting um, here silently. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that with the hero mm. like thing. I, I think especially nowadays because it's so it's like a low hanging fruit in a sense. Yeah. Like it's so easy to just set that up. Yeah. That it's like, come on, man. Like it's like and especially I th- I think also because like the ones that we see now that mm. make that type of story, it's so badly done. That you're like, I I saw that a mile away. It's, it's yeah. a power fantasy more than anything. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly 100%. it. A hundred percent. Yeah, where it's like, hey, person who has absolutely no special features whatsoever and it's just a blank slate for the Poor audience. me? Yeah, you. <laughs> what? You're the chosen one. But I'm peeing and pooping. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> good trope, good trope. It's good stuff. <laughs> Oh, God. No. <laughs> yeah, Isekai, oh, I would man. totally get rid of that. Yeah. Oh, I fuck that. Yeah. That's <laughs> really bad. What else is it? I, I was just thinking about like a really good trope that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, no, there's something about like Mad Max to me where mm. it's like this guy who just comes in, saves everyone, just disappears. Yeah. You I like that? Fucking love that. Like Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do anything. <laughs> well, I was going to bring up. Uh, the old Western. Okay, I hate it now. <laughs> I was going to bring up the old Western, uh, Shane, right? Mm-hmm. Shane saves his town, leaves. A little, little boy at the end is like, hey, where is it going? Oh, you know uh, what I like? Yeah. Um, uh, um, se- uh, sam- uh, seven Samurai. Seven Samurai. Yeah. Just like a squad that like has to protect. Like, I think because, you know, Magnificent Seven and like, and, and. The right. eighteen, hey, basically. Group. Yeah. Every ap- every episode of the eighteen. Yeah. Each one has their specialties <laughs> and they some special. And yeah. Yeah. Oh man, the movie eighteen, like the movie with like Liam Neeson. I fucking love that and, movie. And Rampage. They literally tried oh to fly God. a tank. So like, funny. I, it's so funny. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Like so I think stupid. if you're gonna be ridiculous, you just go for do it. it. Just yeah. do it. Just, just do go it. nuts. Just yeah. balls to the walls. Follow like your crazy. dreams. Yeah. Follow your dreams. Yeah. If that if that dream is a flying tank. Don't let dreams become do dreams. It. Do, it. Do, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Hey, training was pretty awesome. I don't know. I thought it was fun. It's true. But I, I, I love I love dumb shit like that. Like I'm yeah. I'm totally okay with it. Like it doesn't have to be like, you know, like oh, fucking oh, Hamlet. Uh, fast and, fast and Furious. Yeah, like I'll watch Fast oh, and yeah. Furious. They, that movie's dumb as fuck, but the, I the, love watching it. The latest it. one where they go into space. Yeah, they fucking went to space oh, for God's boy. sake. Like, come on, man. Like, just, the rock, just do it. The like, rock punched them a torpedo. Come on, man. Like, you know what you're making at <laughs> this point. He literally, like, the, 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 the part eight, what? I think, the one before. Uh, Hobbs they and were Shaw? Like, no, 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 no. Like, no. the Fast and the Furious, but, like, yeah. it, it was, um, uh, 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 it was with uh, Toretto was, like, a, uh, was, like, bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time. And then they were, like, basically, like, fighting against a submarine over ice. Yeah. And it shoots a torpedo and literally as he's driving, he punches it to go the other way. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. And like the ice is cracking all over them and yeah. it's like, oh God. Come on, man. Okay. That That's also reminds me. That also reminds me of the uh, They G- were stealing DVD players. 
Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Y'all remember the uh, James Bond, the last Pierce Brosnan one, where he's like surfing on the ice? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That was so dumb. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was ridiculous. God. Yeah. That yeah, was, was that, was that, that was Die Another Day? I think it was, yeah. It might be, yeah. That was the one with Halle Berry as the Yeah, it was. It's been a long girl. time since I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. I remember because Madonna did the Bond mm-hmm. song for that. Oh, yeah. It's funny because right. I, I watched those movies once and I've forgotten it since. Where are they? Like, I don't think I've ever rewatched any of those like the Pierce Brosnan ones or mm-hmm. James Bond in general? Most of them. Yeah. I actually haven't even seen any of the, the Daniel the Craig Daniel Craig ones They're at all. Hit and miss. Yeah. Spectre's yeah. really good. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that was because of, uh, what's his name? He just My doesn't boy. look like Bond to Javier me. Javier Bardem. Yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't look like James Bond to me like at all. Like no yeah. matter what. He has a different vibe about him. Yeah. Yeah. He's less gentleman and more, I'll see you behind the bar. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Bring a fisty cuffs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or even like when he did uh, Knives Out to me, I was like, oh, you know what? Murder Mystery. Mm. I was thinking. I don't think I can ever write that. I do love Murder Mystery. Like, I don't think I can ever, ever write like who done it kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. We were watching a lot of old movies back then, like a couple of months back. And it's like, I don't know how Hitchcock makes this stuff. It's not easy. No. <laughs> it's fascinating how it's a lot of dialogue. Oh, but no, you know what? It's, uh, it's a lot. Those movies can get really bad too. Like Devil is one of the worst oh my sure. God. Yeah. movies I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Oh boy. And also it was like, who could it be? It's the old lady. Movie happens, all these convoluted shit. It's the old lady. It's it's the old oh, lady. Oh yeah, I saw that in like, the trailer. I remember watching on, the trailer and on. I go, Oh, it's gonna be the old lady. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot believe I was right. I'm so mad that that was right. Yeah. I wanted to be wrong. Yeah. It's, well, you know that murder mystery is a hard genre to write when even Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the, the father of the murder mysteries, really, yeah. uh, sometimes dropped the ball. Mm. Like there would be some uh, Sherlock short stories that would end with Sherlock being, and it was the Prince of Agrabah or something like that. Wait. And you'd be like, wait, who? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know that guy that we talked to in that in our last adventure that we didn't talk talk about at all <laughs> and like, was never written and oh, no. we're just telling you about right now yeah he was the murderer and you're like what? how no was way. i supposed to guess that he was the murderer when you didn't introduce him until now yeah yeah so there's like no clues to lead up to it yeah he did that a lot that's hilarious yeah that's and like the, the later stories out. yeah that's when he stopped giving i guess when you write that much you start to really drop the ball like exactly. your ratio of like wins and losses are going to be like you know. I guess the yeah. question also can be put in this way. Do you think you could write a really good Scooby-Doo episode? Yes. I've watched so much Scooby-Doo. Yeah. It is my time to shine. <laughs> I don't think I would. I love Scooby no. gang stuff. <laughs> like, like what I said, like found family. Yeah. yeah. You know, right? Tag groups. Like yeah. fucking yeah. That's Give the one. me it right now. <laughs> I will write it. I think I would write a good Wolverine issue. Yeah? There you go. Yeah. How would you write it? I'm not gonna reveal it here. Oh fuck! Yeah. I will, I want to. I'm curious now. Though. Secret. We only have two minutes left. He can't give secret. us all his secrets in two minutes. What about you? You know, I do wonder. What if I wrote like Daredevil's divorce with uh, like Electra? Oh boy! And it was like really bad divorce. It was really sad. Like they have to sign it with their blood. Sad horny. Or something like that. I don't know. Yes, yes. Like uh, sad all horny. The sad horny energy. I need to oh make my you God. a shirt that says "sad horny." They literally mm. don't fight the entire time. They're just arguing. <laughs> I don't know, but, but maybe it's like, you could, I don't know, maybe there's something there. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why can't you see the signs? And he's like, 
are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> I can't see anything. <laughs> you really going to make fun of my eyes? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was written in the walls, man. <laughs> wow. Wow, Electra. Awkward. <laughs> I mean, it could be anything, but I'm just saying it'd be an interesting idea. An interesting take. Well, um, I, I think you, it'd be really nice to hear from you guys on this, though. Um, let us know what your favorite tropes are and, like, Maybe what ones you absolutely hate, uh, what ones you like tackling. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, if you are writing and you have a page and you'd like to show us, we'd like to see it. Yeah. We want to see your writing. Yeah. Right, Sketch? Yes. Show us your writing. <laughs> no, I would, I would smut, love to. Especially yeah. if it's smut. Yeah, I if it's smut, the oh, fuck yeah. out of that. Oh, yeah. 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 Those ones, you can, you can send it at sendyourdicks at where your friends. S- send your smut. 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 <laughs> Tell me, will you read it on air? We'll see. Okay. We'll see if, how, if, how it's, if it's good and smutty. Uh, it's, it's, we'll see. I mean, check, out, uh, uh, check out our Instagram, uh, we dot uh, we dot and you can you can find us yeah on our Twitter yeah we are your friend too so you can you can get our Discord through those. Indeed. And um, you can have a chat. We can talk yeah. about tropes and whatnot and uh, what are your tropes. Or, or smuttiness that we love. The schmutt. Send yes. the schmutt. Send, Send the schmutt. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank we you. had a really good time talking about writing and stuff. It's more writing. Coming. There will be more writing episodes yes, in the future. for sure. Yeah. And remember, you are not alone. Because we're, we're your, your friends. friends. <coughs> so nice. Oh, God damn it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> damn. You ruined it. I wow. was saving that, bitch. <laughs> oh. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the We're Your Friends podcast, hosted by Tobias Medeiros, Alvaro Cruz, and Matt Sketch. Edited by Toby Medeiros, produced by Matt Sketch. Reference and additional material can be found in the show notes.